if you have just stumbled upon the network, don't know what this show is about, kind of confused as to what's going on, but interesting, but interested in hearing the topics. Let me allow me to introduce you to the hottest show on the streets, the best form of information when you talk about Alabama football, Crimson Tide news, notes, and information. This is in my own words. I am yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I've covered the Crimson Tide since 2009, extensively since 2011. TDA, the brand here, has been around since 2007. We've got a great week of shows planned out for you. We start this off with the NCAA having this dialogue, this conversation on pay for play. We're going to dive into why this is a good thing that's going on. From there, we'll touch on Alabama's defense. 2018, the worst group statistically of the Nick Saban era. But with the returning talent, the incoming freshmen, and all of the coaches with tenure that are on Alabama staff, the 2019 group looks to get back to dominance. We'll dive into that. And we will end with me going into my way too early college football playoff projections, predictions for the 2019 season. We start off, though, with pay for play for NCAA. There's a dialogue, there's a conversation going on about how can we, being the National Collegiate Athletics Association, dissect, create, generate a way, an avenue to where we can compensate our student athletes financially for their image and their likeness and for quite a few fans out there the idea is let's not do this let's not have this happen because we what we love about college football it's for the passion of the game the tradition the pageantry the love for playing for a school the love of playing for a fan base the love of playing for that jersey the love of the game you have guys out there that appreciate the national football league Appreciate the National Basketball Association, appreciate the, the pro sports, but they don't really get down into it. They don't really get attached, involved, because people view pro sports as, well, they're just doing it for the money, right? If you don't pay this player X amount of dollars, if you don't give this particular player a shoe contract, he's not going to go all out. He's not going to put his full all into the game. And that's the reason why people love and respect so much of college football and college sports and college collegiate athletics because these student athletes put their all into the game and people fear, well, if we pay them or if we compensate them, we risk eradicating or we risk losing everything that we love and enjoy about collegiate athletics. I'm about to dive in to why this dialogue of pay for play is actually a really good thing. First and foremost, people talk so much about scholarships, scholarships, scholarships. We don't need to pay players because they're on full scholarship. He got a full deal. He got a full ride. You know, don't need to be paying them because they got a scholarship. Everything's being covered in that scholarship. For parents, 
that see the word scholarship, they feel like if Junior is getting the full ride, why should I be bothered with kicking out money? If I'm sending Junior to this school, this school is going to have him for tuition, for room and board, for books, for meal plan, everything encompassing that school. If he got a full four-year deal, that's their prerogative. Why should I be bothered by it? Parents, I'm about to seriously shake your mind up about that theory. According to an article from USA Today, which dates back to 2017, the definition they give on collegiate scholarships is this right here. An athletic scholarship, the, the, yeah, the definition will be shown on screen. An athletic scholarship, athletic scholarships are non-guaranteed financial aid agreements. Non-guaranteed financial aid agreements between an athlete and that respective university. College coaches award these scholarships to athletes based on the coach's perception of their athletic abilities. For people that wonder how Alabama is able to get their numbers in recruiting or any school for that matter, here's the breakdown of it. Say for say for instance, you're trying to bring in 25 players. You're trying to bring in 25 players to a particular recruiting class. Five to ten of those players will be brought in on full scholarship. Why? Because it'll be based on need, and it'll be based on how many other schools are battling to get that player, and you be doggone if somebody else is going to get that player that you want and leave you on the short end of that stick, and that player is held liable to beat you when they play you, case in point. Remember Justin Ross, who had a lot of people after him, ends up going with Clemson, Alabama couldn't get him, and the Tigers end up using him big time as he has a as he has a massive college football playoff title game performance. They're getting you off of need and based on how many folks are trying to get you. The next five to ten, they may not be as high as the first five to ten, but the program signed them anyway. They're being brought in off renewable scholarship and those are based on your performance. You perform well, you do well, they renew you semester by semester, year by year. The moment you don't do well, they drop you. They are removing your scholarship. And then last but not least, the last five, they're walk-ons. They have to bust their butt and able, and able to earn that scholarship. So that's how that is. Prime example, remember the 2015 signing class for Alabama. Alabama won it. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was their guy. He was in a position of needed wide receiver because after losing Amari Cooper, DeAndre White, and Christian Jones, you really didn't know what you had at wide receiver in 2015. Robert Foster was good, but it took him two years to learn the program. Cam Sims was battling through injuries. Same with Chris Black. You really didn't know what was going on with the talent that you already had. Calvin Ridley was at a position of need, and Ridley was also one that a lot of people were after him on the recruiting trail. Alabama had to get him. But the only way Alabama was able to get him, they had to bring Sean Burgess Becker in too. It was a package deal. You couldn't get one without the other. So what happens? Alabama offers both. One got the full four-year ride. The other got the renewable scholarship. And Sean Burgess Becker was no longer seen at Alabama following the 2015 season. Why? They removed that scholarship. Scholarships don't cover everything. Even for those that get the full four-year scholarship, 
it only accounts for room and board, tuition, and the meal plan. This doesn't take books into the account. I'm talking used books and new books. That's going to run you some cash there. It doesn't take the computer science and math codes into account. You know those codes that smaller than your index finger? Those three to five digit codes that run you between two and four hundred bucks at the uh, supply store? Scholarships don't account for that. And in terms of the University of Alabama, the parking situation. In a city like Tuscaloosa to where there are new buildings, there's different things being created on campus every five to ten minutes. It takes from the parking, and you're going to have to buy a pass that's going to run you X number of dollars in the hundreds to where you pay for this pass, and you're not even guaranteed a spot to park. Those scholarships do not take those types of things to account. Scholarships don't pay for everything. When you look at the second reason as to why this pay-for-play conversation is a good thing, and this one hits close to home for me, I never was a collegiate athlete. Never was a D1 athlete. Played three years of high school ball. But I know a lot of players, I know a lot of individuals that were Division One, Division Two, some D3 athletes, and even some went JUCO, and they were walk-ons. Walk-ons matter and collegiate sports. These are the crash test dummies. You know those crash test dummies that you have in cars that, you know, you drive the car and, and, and the dummy gets hit by another car just to make sure that the safety rating is good? The, that's what walk-ons are in football. They're the crash test dummies. They, they're not guaranteed a scholarship. It's not a guarantee that those guys are going to ball and be successful but they have to work twice as hard. It is the walk-on's job to prepare the starters, to prepare the marquee contributors, the rotationary guys for the competition. They have to hit that particular starter. They have to hit that particular role player harder than the competition. So when the competition hits that player in question, it doesn't knock them out. It doesn't startle them. It doesn't become a surprise to them or comes off as a shock to them because they have been hit just that hard, if not harder, by that particular walk-on. For Alabama fans, Levi Wallace, Jamie Mosley, Rashad Johnson, Michael Nicewinder, those kids matter. You want to know why? Levi Wallace had to hit Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Christian Jones, DeAndre White, Cam Sims, Robert Foster. He had to hit those guys harder than the competition prior to getting his scholarship. Jamie Mosley had to hit offensive linemen, had to hit running backs harder than the competition prior to getting his scholarship. Michael Nicewinder, of whom we recognize as Highway 46, he had to hit linebackers, defensive linemen, defensive backs harder than the competition harder than the competition in helping Derrick Henry have that Heisman year that he had in 2015, the 2,219 rushing yards and 28 touchdowns. Your highway 46 had a huge role in that. 
I remember Rashad Johnson going from walk-on running back to you know, defensive back in the Nick Saban era, the beginning of the Nick Saban era. Walk-ons matter, folks. They matter. They have to work twice as hard. These guys are paid out of pocket. They got to work separate jobs for that education. They're paying out of pocket for schooling, and they're paying with their bodies on the field to show, I deserve a scholarship. I deserve to be on this field. Got a close friend of mine. We're still close to this day. Former defensive back, former scout team, walk-on defensive back, Blaine Anderson. Blaine Anderson and I, we worked at a little grocery store off campus together for three years. Blaine and I talked ball all the time. Talked ball all day long, from sun up to sundown. Blaine was not the biggest guy, but a strong tackler, great ball skills, good instincts, and a glue guy in the locker room. Players loved him. Had so much respect for that young man. And here's a guy that worked up the, the confidence to have a relationship with every recruiting, with every uh, walk-on coordinator that came through Alabama. He worked so hard from his sophomore, from his freshman year to about his junior year, junior, senior year. He worked so hard to get an athletic scholarship. But every time it got to where he knew that walk-on coordinator, he had the chemistry of the team, he balled out in in spring and summer, and he was right there to get that athletic scholarship. What happened? The coordinator would quit. The coordinator would be moved on, take another job, and somebody else would be hired in, and Blaine would have to start all the way over again and trying to earn the trust of the walk-on coordinator. It was so hard for Blaine. Blaine put his all out there. And every year, he had to start back over. Never got that scholarship. I watched a kid bust his tail off. Got him a national championship ring in 2015, but never got that scholarship. It's tough. And it's tough for walk-ons because the scholarships are for the main athletes, the primary athletes the top dog athletes. Those walk-ons matter. Without those walk-ons, those collegiate athletes, those those main primary collegiate athletes don't become who they are without those walk-ons. Without those walk-ons, those collegiate athletes that end up going to the NFL and making the big bucks, they don't become who they are without the walk-ons. They matter. They matter. Even when it comes down to the medical attention, If a walk-on wants to get hurt, do you think they get the same cater, the same compassion, the same medical attention as a starter or a marquee rotationary piece slash contributor? I don't think so. If a Calvin Ridley wants to get hurt, it's, oh my goodness, get out on that field, dissect what the injury is, dissect what the problem is, I need 20 cc stat, this is Calvin, this is our meal ticket, we cannot afford to have this guy miss any games, cater to him expressly, you know, Jeff Allen, Jeff Allen, Dr. James Andrews, Dr. Kane, they're on that field making sure and very sure guys like Calvin Ridley, guys like Tua Tagovailoa, those guys are getting the best medical care. And it's no offense to James Allen and staff, to, to Jeff Allen and staff, excuse me, but do a great job. But is this, but 
Do walk-ons get that same care? Will a walk-on get that same treatment? You have Alabama fans that don't even know the names of some of the starters, some of the main players. So if they don't know the names of some of these main players, good luck recognizing the names of some of these walk-ons. If a walk-on wants to get hurt, I mean, the training staff would probably put ice on their knee. They would probably wrap their ankle. But in terms of getting that care, those walk-ons are probably going to DCH Medical Center. Or they're probably going to the Student Health Center. They're not getting that TLC, that tender loving care that these, you know, premier stars, these marquee five-star names, they're getting. The walk-ons matter. Last but not least, folks, the reason why this dialogue of pay-for-play is a good thing, this could be the return of the EA Sports Electronic Arts Sports College Football Game, NCAA College Football, and NCAA College Basketball. This could be the return of that. And that's really awesome just due to that game was unparalleled in its excitement, you know? It was not just consumers, fans of football playing these games, playing this game, but it was also players Players themselves, student athletes themselves would wager on that game. It would be like, bro, I got 50 on this and I smoke you. I put 50 on this. I bet you I smoke you in this college football. Bet you I smoke you in this NCAA. Players would put money down to play this game. It, it was exciting. It was unparalleled. The last time this game was on the market, 2014, and I think, I think it was Shoelace Denard Robinson of Michigan on the cover. Last time this game was out. The game stopped in August, on August 8th, 2014 due to the Edward O'Bannon case. Ed O'Bannon versus the NCAA where it was ruled that you know, players could not be entitled to financial compensation for their image and their likeness until they graduated. So that's what that was. But you bring back college football, everybody's favorite game, I'm telling you, for the dating couples out there, you thought Halo and Call of Duty and 2K and all of this was addicting. It didn't get more addicting than NCAA college football. And, and the graphics on this sucker, especially for those that had the PS4, the Xbox One, they had the graphics to where you could get the actual sweat dripping off the player's face. It was awesome. I mean, the, uh, the gamers thought that they could make it as general as generic as possible but once this thing got to xbox one you even have folks that found a way to get the actual roster from online sites to not make it as generic but i mean the game was unparalleled it was huge you would bring back that type of funds that type of infrastructure and uh, you know, for players that and student athletes, collegiate sports is a billion dollar industry. It's a million billion dollar industry. And these players see none of that money. It's the players, the ones that put in the butts in the seats and make this sport attractive and make this sport interesting. And they see none of that money. I'm not saying be like the NFL and pay an ungodly amount, but I am saying a stipend 
is sufficient. A stipend is of the essence. A stipend would make sense. Just something to show these players we value you, we appreciate you, your work is needed, your craft is special. At least just give a stipend. That's of the essence. That's doable. Folks, pay for play is needed in college football. Bring back the game, NCAA, scholarships don't account for everything. Walk-ons are important. They matter. This is a good dialogue. This is a good conversation. Show our student-athletes we value them. We appreciate them. I think a stipend is of the essence. Good thing seeing the NCAA have this conversation. It's going to take us to our first break here on In My Own Words. As always, check out the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download it, the iPhone App Store, Google Play Store, podcast options at the bottom of the screen there. When we come back, we touch on the Alabama defense and how it's going to go from worst to first in the eyes of Alabama fans. And let's this break. Don't touch that down, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> 